I smile when I do this because it, it's just what yeah, you have to do. You, you have to, to be energetic. It. Oh, so you know, man. You yep. got it. All right. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Park Church Podcast. I'm your host, James Lapine, and we are here with you for the month of May with a new episode of the Park Church Podcast. Uh, and I was, I was talking with Miguel just before we went on here about how I got an email Back in January, uh, shout out to Amy Williams. Again, Amy, this is uh, this is your second uh, episode request that's that's now coming to fruition. So thank you for your email. Y'all are always welcome to email me, James at parkchurchdenver.org, with stuff that you'd like to hear about on the podcast. But she said, Amy said, uh, will you do a podcast with uh, with our new hire, Miguel Warren? And I said, yeah, I will do that when he gets out here. And uh, Miguel is here, and uh, he's yeah. here in the studio. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming in. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here and glad to be able to uh, get to know the people a little bit more. And yeah. But then we get to know me. Heck yeah, yeah. A week on the job. We uh, celebrated it. yesterday, gave you a little shout out at breakfast. There it is. One weekend. So, one weekend, man. Excited to have you here. Um, yeah, so the aim here is just to kind of introduce people to who you are, uh, where you come from, tell your story, and then. Uh, uh, maybe your experience leading up to park, how you got out here and, and what you're excited about for the future. So that's, that's a really broad view of what we're going to look at, but take me back to the start. Uh, you okay. were born and raised in Kansas city. Is that right? Yeah. Born and raised in Kansas city, Missouri side, Missouri side. We got to specify is, that. Man, come on. You yeah. gotta, spe- you gotta be specific. Cause, <laughs> um, man, there's nothing worse when you, people ask where you're from and you say, I'm from Kansas city. And then they go, oh, you're from Kansas. And I'm like, no, no, I'm from Missouri. <laughs> there's buildings. There's lots of cars. There's, right. Um, right. Yeah, so yes. Anyway, from the Missouri side. From, from an actual city city. Yes. 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 Yeah. But that's uh, it's very interesting because I have some friends that are from D.C. and from Florida. Yeah. Or even from New York. And they would say that Kansas City is not a city. It's just a real big town oh come on I'm like, come on but uh but i hold my own i hold it down uh, for <laughs> casey believe that um it's a city as long as i'm living so. it sure is for it sure. sure is yes so born there uh mm-hmm. grew up mm-hmm. and then i i don't want to i don't want to give you too many beats but mm-hmm. i i know that football was a big part of your life growing up yeah. talk to us about that yeah so yeah um like i said born and raised in kansas city yeah. Yeah, i went to high school there and football was huge started playing football when i was little okay. um, little league and it's something that I kind of discovered once I hit about middle school that I was pretty good at. Yeah. And so um, I took a liking to it a little bit more, took it more seriously, should I say, once I hit high school, kind of actually knew um, that I might probably could get a scholarship out of this. Okay. And so sure enough, I stuck with it, um, which I actually, mo- mo- most people don't know, I actually was a baseball player too. Oh, really? Yes. See, I didn't even know so that. So I played baseball. What were you? Football. Um, shortstop? Most, a little bit of shortstop, yeah. but the majority of the time I was in the outfield. Okay. Um, and I actually probably was better at baseball than I was football. Really? Yeah, but I, I just loved the game of football, so I okay. decided to stick with it. Okay. Um, probably looking back now, I probably should have just tried to do both. Uh, <laughs> seeing that a lot of uh, athletes still do it. But hey, it's Kyler a, Murray. You hear, hey, exactly. Yeah, man. about to exactly. be the number one overall pick tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like Kyler Murray. I don't want to try to say I was like him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it, 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 you know, I could dream and, and, and like to say, you know, if I would have stuck with it, I probably would have had those options. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I decided to play ball. And um, 
Luckily, I, afforded, I got awarded a scholarship to play yeah. uh, college football. Yeah. Um, what a lot of people don't know is I finished my career at Missouri State. Yeah. Uh, which is in Springfield, Missouri, okay. formerly known as Southwest Missouri State. Right, SEMO. Uh, but they no, 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 no. That's Southeast. Yes, SMS. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Um, but um, when I got there, it was Missouri State. Okay. Uh, before, but before Missouri State, I actually um, got my original scholarship to a school in Alva, Oklahoma, called Northwestern Oklahoma State. Wow. Um, population. The Rangers. Oh, man, population today is probably maybe – Five thousand oh six, yeah, and the school is probably one third of that <laughs> for sure. Not exaggerating, but uh, I spent the um oh oh five and oh six season football season there, okay. and um decided to transfer. Um, the main transfer just came through desiring to play at a higher level. Mm. Uh, Northwestern Oklahoma State is a NAI school. Okay, um, for they definitely was known as a powerhouse. Uh, prior to me coming there, which was kind of one of those things where if I want to, um, if I'm going to go to a lower level, I at least want to win. I want to be able to yeah. to say to experience that and not just play and have a lot of L's. Um, but anyway, so my desire was eventually to go to the high, uh, next level, higher level, yeah. play D1, and so um, I did. Knew a coach that was recruiting me at another school. Ended up Coach Rob Bulks. I think he's retired at this time. Ended up going to Missouri State, remembered who I was, and wow. said, yeah, man, hey, come, and you, I can't guarantee anything, yeah. but uh, at least come and walk on, try on the team, and if you things go well, maybe you can get a scholarship at some point. I took him up on an offer, so I walked on. Um, January of 07 is when I got there. Okay. Walked on, spring, um, bought out, made the team. Um, did my thing the following uh, 07 season. Mm -hmm. Had to sit out because when you move up a level, um, or if you move up or go lateral yeah. when it comes to college gotta sports, out. you got to sit out. Right. But I was able to use uh, a red shirt because I played as a true freshman. Okay. So I didn't lose any years of playing. Right. Um, but sure enough, long story short, I ended up doing well and earned a scholarship. Yeah. And so then I ended up finishing – my rest of my career out in Missouri State. Okay. Down there. Okay. And and tell me, uh, just going back a little bit more, uh, growing up, you had, you had a brother. Yeah, so uh, I am one of two. I'm the okay. oldest. Uh, my other brother, Dominique, he okay. is three years younger than, than myself. So, gotcha. Um, okay. No sisters at all. Uh, yeah. Just him and I. Yeah. And uh, Christian home? Yeah. For the most part, I would say it is a Christian home. Yeah. Uh, my, my folks didn't get saved until later. Okay. Um, probably in their maybe mid to late twenties. Okay. Uh, my father and my mother, they had me uh, early on in their early twenties. Yeah. Um, or should I say my mom was in her teens, like late yeah. teen, like 19. Yeah. My dad was 21. Okay. And so uh, for the most part, I would say so. Um, it wasn't until I would say we were probably Christian home. Yes. But I think they were more religious in the front end mm. just because I knew kind of that we should be a part of it. Mm. Um, but, um, my father did not actually become a believer until late yeah. in his late 20s, like I said, early 30s, because he actually heard Hank Hanegraaff on the radio. Who's the that? Bi the Bible Answer Man. Whoa. So, All right. Um, he was, my dad was listening to him on the radio show after work and just kind of realized that the church he was at, kind of the things that he was learning wasn't matching up to, to what the Bible was saying. Hmm. And so I would say... Um, his eyes were um, open and awakened to knowing that 
what he was learning at the church we were at at the time actually was more a word of faith. Yeah. Very charismatic. Okay. Um, not as deeply rooted in the word. Mm. And so, um, yeah, he actually led, uh, so Hank Hanegraaff actually pretty much led my father to the Lord. Wow. Just listening to his show um, every evening mm. on the radio on the way home from work. Shout out to radio. We're here yeah. doing a podcast. Come I on, mean, man. yeah, audio. It has its it works. benefits. Yeah, that's right. It, it that's does. right. So you grew up in, in that environment and then you launch off to college. And what's that, what's that like yeah. for you? Are you walking with Jesus? Are you feeling a call towards ministry? What are you studying? Yeah, what's going so, on there? Interesting thing is that I, I accepted the Lord back when I was in high school. Um, I want to say back in 2000, 2001. Okay. Um, I want to say it was 2001 of January. Um, so I'm definitely a believer throughout high school. My relationship with the Lord did not start to really start to take off or transform until I got to college. Okay. Um, in the sense of it was jump started because I knew that, man, there was just, I don't know exactly what happened, but I just knew there was a seriousness that actually took place when I got to college. A lot of people knew what I stood for. Like I wasn't apologetic about being a believer. Mm -hmm. um, people knew I was a believer. Um, I developed a name, the nickname quick, you know, preacher man or rev <laughs> in college for sure. Okay. Um, and so I wasn't thinking about ministry like that yeah. when I got to college. You were studying um, accounting. I was studying accounting, man. I actually got my undergrad degree in accounting. Wow. Um, from Missouri State. And so during that time, um, I would come home from college and I would teach Sunday school and help serve the church or help do some VBS, uh, mm. lead a class and teach a class. Um, during that time. And, and it wasn't until probably my junior year of college, I actually started to develop and uh, I actually started like just a Bible study amongst the guys on the team. Oh, cool. Um, so we used to meet every Thursday after practice um, and probably spend about an hour, maybe an hour and a half just gathering, talking about various topics and um, issues. Um, just really doing the best that I could. Didn't have any formal training. It was just Hey man, I got I got some books and I got a Bible, so let's just get together and talk. Yeah. And uh it wasn't until that time I knew that I was content with like if football was ended, I was content with that. Okay. Um my desire was to play D one. I accomplished that. Um and I felt like I did pretty well, had a pretty decent, successful career, if yeah. you want to say. Yeah. In that. And so I I wasn't really hung hung up on trying to go to the next level. Okay. Um, one is I'm kinda realistic. I mean, I kinda <laughs> probably could have tried, but uh man, that's a you got you, you, those are different type of athletes to make right. it to that next level. So right. um the Lord was doing some work then, um, and I know that now looking back. And once I graduated, came home um, at this time I'm engaged to my wife. Um, yeah, as, as I come home, I'm engaged to my wife, oh, wow. Sierra at this time. So y'all met, y'all met at church. We met at church, yeah. met my last year, the, um, of college. Okay. So the Oh nine about, we, so yeah. me, we, we, we started dating, um, November of Oh nine. Okay. Okay. And then, pro, and then I came home that, that fall. Okay. I just had one class left and I just finished it at home and oh, great. I and, and I officially technically graduated in May of 20, 2010. But, okay. Um, okay. Got engaged April of 2010. Okay. Um, so we had a, we dated for six months and then got engaged, Wow. but our engagement was a year long okay. um, cause she was finishing up her undergrad. So we wanted to wait till she finished. Gotcha. Um, so at this time that as we're engaged, I'm at home, I'm working, um, 
for a company called James B. Nutter. It's a mortgage company. Yeah. Um, and during this time, I'm just still figuring some things out. Um, I'm, uh, seminary didn't really become too serious or didn't come on the scene until 2011. Okay. Um, starting at, uh, around that time. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that as I came home, I was just serving in the church and that's it. I was just serving, helping with young adults, helping with Sunday school. Um, cause I come from a, a Baptist church. So Sunday school is, is there, man. And, and, uh, helping with VBS and Mm -hmm. just in in, in the language that, that I've acquired is just a high capacity volunteer, late Mm. volunteer, man. Yeah. Just serving, um, and doing what I can. Why did you want to do that? I mean, most 22, 23 year olds aren't like, how can I serve in my church? Right. Yeah, man. I don't, man. I just, it's God's grace. Yeah. Um, man, I love the church. Yeah. I love the local church. Man. Yeah. I love what it is and, and, and what it stands for being there for its community and for people. And so, um, man, I've always was drawn to it. Um, if I'm honest, some of it was, um, self gratifying too. Mm. I had some immaturity. I was, so I would love teaching. Of course, I would love people to tell me I did great. Um, right. So I don't want right. to act like I was just this, you know, holy roller, <laughs> just all full of sanctified and had it all together, man. There was some, uh, there was some shadow in that as well. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah. above all, I did enjoy being with the people and just experiencing God through the local church mm-hmm. and through the gathering of the saints. Mm-hmm. And I was just drawn to it. Um, and so I, I think that's just one of those things that God's grace allowed me to experience and draw right. to, cause I could have been doing a lot of other things for right. sure. Right. Um, and so interesting enough, I started to feel this desire, this call to ministry, at least more so call to preaching, pastoring, um, probably in, um, the latter parts, if I, if I got my timeline correct, uh, about 2012. Okay. So 2012 of January, spring of 2012, I started applying to seminaries Mm. and realized like, Hey, I'm definitely getting married. You know, I'm married now. I doubt if we're going to leave. So I'm looking what's local, looking what's online. Right looking at some of these prices and being realistic. <laughs> so, um, you still at the mortgage company? No, at this time was interesting. So at this time I leave the mortgage company yeah. and I start actually get accepted into, uh, Kansas city, Missouri fire department. Okay. So I start the fire Academy, uh, September of 2012. Okay. But I knew that, um, things were getting serious and I pretty much got accepted um, more or less when it was, I want to say May, June, around yeah. that time, yeah. um, things were starting to move. They wouldn't have you go take a, a physical exam and start doing certain things if it wasn't looking like he was going to get hired. Mm-hmm. So, um, officially, officially got, uh, offered a date and started the Academy 2012, okay. September 2012. Yeah. But during the, so the 2020 year 2012 was pretty significant. No kidding. I applied to seminary at the beginning of 2012, get accepted into Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, and um, got accepted in February, started classes in the fall at the same time that the academy started. Wow. So, um, And you just got married. And I just got married. It hasn't even been a full year yet. Got married in June 
uh, June 25th of 2011. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so it hasn't been a year. Yeah. But, but, uh, 10 months in. 10 months in. Yeah. And so got accepted in the seminary, but then I didn't even go talk to my pastor at this time. So, um, when you're in a Baptist church and particularly, uh, culturally, um, in, uh, in black churches, yeah. you go have a conversation with your pastor if okay. you're feeling called to ministry. Okay. Right? It's not like someone comes and pick, say, hey, would you like to be an elder or a pastor here? We see these gifts. It's more of you going to go talk to the pastor okay. and telling him what's on your heart, what you feel like the Lord is doing. Yeah. And so I went and did that the summer of 2012, and we had a conversation, and he pretty much like affirmed it. He was like, absolutely. I, be- I believe you're called. I've been waiting for you to come talk to me. Mm. Um, again, one of those things that uh, as, as you as you feel it out, you go talk to the pastor if you feel that that's the case. And, of course, he affirms it, um, kind of vets it, of course, yeah. through people and things like that. And so I, I submit it uh, through uh, Macedonia's process. Macedonia Baptist Church is where we was at. We was there for about 12 years wow. prior to going to uh, Redeemer and, um, and Casey before getting out here. And so, yeah, yeah went through yeah. that. Yeah. And went through that process for about a year. Okay. Preached my first, like, trial sermon August 4th of 2013. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so you're working as a fireman. Working as a fireman. Married. Married. Going through seminary. seminary through that whole time. When Trey come? Trey came August, excuse me, October 2013. Okay. October 8th, 2013. So your first son, or your only son. My only son. So far. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's in if, uh, August of 2013. 2013. Okay. Wow. And then you've got Ava. So then Aria, our Aria, second, second child. Yes. She comes February of 20, it's February 22nd, 2016. Okay. Because she just turned three. Okay. This past February. Okay. And so... um. At that time, I, gra- I officially I graduated from seminary with my MDiv or Master of Divinity yeah. in May of 2016. Okay. So when she was born, I had a couple months left of seminary, and so, so that's about four years working yeah, and doing seminary, and seminary, yeah. farming, kids, uh, kids. Wife at the time is in grad school. She finishes grad school. Uh, we look back, we don't know how we figured that out. Man. <laughs> All the while, still leading young adults wow. in small groups. Wow. So you're um, grinding. Yeah, we're grinding, yeah. man. Um, we're grinding. We're making it happen. Yeah. Um, but when you, at the time, only have one kid, and prior to that, don't have any kids, yep. you can kind of do that a little bit. Yeah, so yeah your, for sure. Your schedule can be packed like that. Okay. Um, but so, yeah. So when you get that MDiv, what are, what are you thinking? Like, what's your next step there? Well, at this time, uh, I went to seminary because I'm like, man, I just want to be developed. I want to be trained. Some of the guys I respected in the faith or that I'm learning about, they all went to seminary. So it's like, hey, right. let's attend. Yeah. Let, let me let me go develop, like kind of hone my craft, should I say, um, and what the Lord has called me to do. Um, no different than someone that may be a plumber or a doctor that just wants to perfect their craft. Right. Um, so at this time, I'm graduating. I'm I'm hoping that I will land a, a ministry opportunity vocationally, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to be content um, if that doesn't happen. In particularly because, um, just a little bit of history, man, in the black church, at least where I come from, most vocational positions are only the senior pastor. Right. And, man, that's just a lot. Most of it is just financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I can spare the details on why that is. That can be a whole nother, another podcast another yeah. situ- uh, in itself. But typically, 
in the black church, most pastors that are vocation or full time are the senior pastors. Right. And if it's not the senior pastor, then it might be his administrative assistant or maybe a youth pastor. But most youth pastors may be part time mm-hmm. here and there. But mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, so um, I wasn't a youth pastor. Um, right. Nothing against that. It just wasn't my my thing. It didn't fit well. Um, would definitely serve and help out. But so as I graduate, I'm, I'm thinking like at this time, hey, I got the g- degree. I got I'm, I got a formal training. So now it's just me looking into just getting the the more practical training mm-hmm. as a as a pastor, as, right. a, as a minister. And my situation is a little bit unique because I was already doing the work while in seminary. Like right. I'm already serving in different capacities um, as well. So it wasn't like just me spending those last three and a half, four years just solely on school. And now I got to gain some ministry experience there. So anyway, in my mind, I'm thinking that, Hey, I won't get a call to vocational ministry till I'm probably maybe 40 late Mm forties in that time, just because, um, in the context that I grew up and particularly in the black church, um, man, it just, that's just what happens. Very few times do you get a pastor that is, you know, early thirties mm-hmm. or even late twenties that mm-hmm. even get an opportunity to pastor a church. Yeah. Um, so wait your turn, kind of wait thing. your turn, man. Yeah, that's yeah. just the culture. That's just the history. That's how it is. Wait your turn, do your time, be faithful, mm-hmm. be loyal. And then, um, when the opportunity comes, you'll get connected and it'll happen. Mm. Um, mm. so that's just the culture. When it <laughs> yeah. Is. And so, yeah, that's what happened at that time. Okay. And so you were still at Macedonia there. When you graduated, is that right? Macedonia Baptist still serving there, right? So, okay. Actually, at that time, what happened was I wasn't at Macedonia. Okay. So, okay. twenty fifteen. That's when you. That's when we, um, the summer of twenty fifteen, my wife and I left Mass, yeah. not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the associate pastors, again, kind of waited his turn. Been in Macedonia for a while. Um, a pastor Scott Thomas actually did my wife and I's premarital counsel. So we had a good relationship with him. He was the pastor over education at Macedonia. Mm. And so, which is like Sunday school and new members class, mm-hmm. things like that. So he was the pastor over that. And, uh, he became a senior pastor at us at a, uh, at another church, Starlight Missionary right. Baptist Church. Right. And so he just went to Pastor Brooks and was like, Hey, man, I need some help. Would you, would it be okay if Miguel comes over and help? And me being zealot, young, just just eager to get out there, yeah. man. I was like, absolutely. Let's go. This is what it's about. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be sending out helping helping pastors, man, develop and and, and, and help churches. And um I was all about it. Um and so we decided to go. And um uh, we were there at this time of May of twenty sixteen. We we were at Starlight um for I don't know, maybe Eight months or so, because we started there August of 2016. Mm. I mean, 2015. Okay. And and so we were there. Yeah. And we stayed there and helped and just tried to help a small church, yeah. about 30, 40 people. Okay. Um, so we're just helping, doing the work, trying to serve, get things started. And who hits you up from, from Redeemer? So, and just a little bit of context. We've been friends with Redeemer. Park has been friends with Redeemer. Basically launched at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, new folks who were who were uh, starting both churches, and so we've been con- relationally connected with them mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you get hit up by somebody from there about doing a pastoral residence. Yeah, yeah. 
How so does that happen? Crazy thing is there is this guy named Brent Rice who put on Facebook, okay. hey, is there anybody looking for a church plant pastoral residency? Mm. If so, hit me up. Yeah. Well, Brent and I are, are, are good friends. Um, and so I hit Brent up and I'm like, yo, man, hey, what's, what's, what's this you talking about? Yeah. Um, this residency church plan, where is this at? What is this? And he goes, Hey, let me put you in contact with Brian Key, who was Gee. one of the pastors mm-hmm. at Redeemer Fellowship. Yeah. And so Brian, uh, so Brent connects Brian and I. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, this, all this is happening about April, about March. Yeah. The beginning of, of late March, early April of 2017. Okay. So Brian and I could talk. We connect. I meet with him. Tells me about the residency. And the reason what intrigued me about the residency is that it is designed and geared to develop um, men who desire uh, pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, the residency was geared towards minorities as well mm-hmm. at Redeemer. Um, right. So uh, I it intrigued me because... I wasn't one of those guys that was just trying to get behind a pulpit, trying to pastor a church, trying to start, you know, my this my own ministry. Um, man, I really wanted to learn and still do to develop and hone my craft on what does it mean to be a pastor apart from Sundays, apart from mm. preaching and teaching. And so that is what intrigued me about this residency because it was geared towards that, trying to develop trying to develop minority men who have a call and desire for pastoral ministry. Yeah. And so as Brian and I continued to talk and develop, we went from a meeting to here's the application, talked over to my wife. We were like, okay, let's let's try, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. One thing led to another. Here I am interviewing. It's starting to get pretty serious. And then I get offered an opportunity to be one of the pastoral residents at Redeemer. Yeah. And so at this time, we're faced with a decision. Do I leave the fire department or not? Mm. And so we decided to take a step of faith and say, hey, let's commit to two years to this ministry and see what happens and see what the Lord do, uh, do mm-hmm. through this residency. Mm. That was full time, which um is not off which is not common yeah more so if, right. I, if i say most residencies they're either giving you a stipend or if it is full-time you have to raise a portion mm-hmm. of your uh salary but um by god's grace this residency was um full-time benefits package like hey we want to not let you eat on beans and rice, but let, you know, pay your bills and mm-hmm. be able to focus on ministry mm-hmm. and not worried about struggling for the sake of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did and we took that plunge. And that was your past two years. And that was the past two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leading up to an email that I got last December. Yeah. With a resume and a cover yeah. letter. <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was tripping, man. With uh, with Jeff Rodlin, uh, you know, taking off to plant Redeemer mm-hmm. Community Church, which we've talked about a lot recently. Mm-hmm. They they launched April seventh of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sent them out with a group of seventy five or so from Park Church, our first yeah. kind of church plant. And with that, Jeff had overseen all of our gospel communities. So we put his job description up, and we're receiving resumes. And I see this one cr- come across my desk, yeah. and I go, Redeemer. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And uh, 
And so we set up a, we had a phone call with Gary and then we set yeah. up a Skype call and yeah. I just have to share this story cause it's just a classic moment. This yeah. was like when I was like, I'm going to like this guy. Yeah. Uh, so we get on the, it was a FaceTime call. We get on a FaceTime call yeah. with Miguel, uh, with, with the lead team and, and he comes on the screen and he's got a, a shirt and tie on <laughs> <laughs> and we're all sitting on the other side of the screen with t-shirts or you know hoodies or whatever we were wearing and he just immediately uh loosens his tie and takes it off and he's like oh okay he like takes you know takes a button off and he's like all right yeah. all right so we're a little bit more relaxed here at park church i was like yeah i like this guy yeah, 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 <laughs> i like yeah. this guy man straight up yes although now look at me i'm wearing a button up so i don't know but no tie but no tie no, no tie. tie that's right um <laughs> No, so that was good. So, so we started the interview process with mm-hmm. you, brought you and Sierra out, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think the discernment on both ends was like, man, this is a uh, well. At least on our end, we were mm-hmm. like, we're really excited about this. Mm-hmm. I know on y'all's end, there was some leaving Kansas City, yeah. and th- yeah, there's absolutely. uncertainty around that. And mm-hmm. so, it, just to to the extent that you want to, just yeah. talk us through like the process of getting out yeah. here and and how it's been and what you're excited about for the future and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So just here, here's something, just a little bit of background to this. So prior to even me applying for this position, right. I right. knew about it for about a couple months, mm-hmm. but the reason why I did not apply initially was, um, I actually did not get hired as yeah. a group's pastor at Redeemer. <laughs> right. And that's no, and, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like there's no bad blood. There's no issues right. like that. Right. And, but in the time, but when you think about it, you're like, man, if I've been laboring, serving, I know the people, I just knew it's a shoe in. Like, why yeah. would we not have this guy be, um, over our groups if I've been working in that area? And one thing that I've learned, and this is part of learning ministry, is that, um, you're always looking at the right fit and timing for your team. Um, and at least for your, for your staff. And so, um, I'll be honest, it hurt. It stung a little bit, um, because we've grown to love and we still do love redeemer. Um, but sometimes God ways does not make sense. (laughs) So all that to be said was I'm thinking, well, if I didn't get hired for the position here at redeemer, what, how it's not going to happen here <laughs> at a church in another state. I don't know anybody. I don't even know what And you got to know at this time, I didn't even know that there was history between park right. and redeemer. Right. So I'm like, Hey, I don't know anybody. The odds is like slim to none. Mm-hmm. So anyways, a couple months go by, have a good friend that, um, told me about that told me about, uh, the position of park, um, because she has a good friend that goes here. And so she followed up a couple months later. I was like, Hey, did you apply for that position? I'm like, man, I didn't. Um, but I've been thinking about it. I should. And she was just like, no, you should. I think you'll do really well at this. And so, okay. With a little bit of encouragement from her, I definitely did. Mm-hmm. And I applied. Mm-hmm. And like you said, and that was like, yeah, first week of no December. That's right. Like it was like early, like December one or two it was really early. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, and that, and that's what happened. And we applied and then here we are right now yeah. doing this podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. um, <clears throat> so a lot of that was, um, I really believe it was kind of God ordained God, God providence in allowing this thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not to Jesus juke, uh, anybody or you guys, <laughs> but that's just true. Like for sure, the Lord made it clear. Um, he shut doors as at this time, I'm applying to places and mm-hmm. doors are being shut. Some doors are opening, but park stayed open and mm. it became pretty clear. Um, once 
like towards the, once we came out and had a visit, like, Hey man, this is probably where the Lord is leading us to. And so all that to say is that that week of, man, we have an offer. We, here we are. We got to decide, yeah. are we going to come here or not? Yeah. Man, that was a very difficult week yeah. here. Not only because we got to decide that we're going to leave Kansas city, but man, my wife just got a promotion <laughs> literally like, like literally a month on the job. I mean, of uh, at her, uh, in her new promotion. And now here we are faced with a decision. Should we leave or not? So right. I'm learning like, man, what does it look like to shepherd my wife through this? Mm. Right. Um, cause it just doesn't automatically work. Like, Hey, I got a job. You follow me. Let's go for sure. Um, you could try that, um, but that doesn't go over too well. <laughs> I don't recommend that. No, no. I wouldn't recommend it either. No. So, so we're, I mean, literally, we're laboring, we're praying, we're trying to figure out what, is, what should we do? Is this the right thing to do? And um, we had some friends come over that Friday night, and it was kind of confirmation that as we engage with uh, the Coopers, Larry and Jamisha Cooper, they came over to the house, and we were we were just talking, and it just kind of became clear, like, man, this is where we should go. Mm. And so it was about midnight. It was late that night, like 11 o'clock. They were still over there. We were just like, man, we, we, we got to go yeah. uh, we gotta go and so um make the we make the call um uh, we we say we're coming we make it official and during this time as we make the official um the next day i'm like what did i just do <laughs> like as i'm leading my family as i'm leading, like what did we just do <laughs> like this just happened yeah man and i am like driving into going into uh to work on tuesday um, I remember it was like January 22nd, that Tuesday, and I am just like having all kind of doubts, insecurities, mm. like just like, man, what am I doing? I cannot. Do, this is unreal. Like, man, can I really do this? I mean, you name it. Any yeah. thoughts, insecurity, any doubts that you you think about, it's mm. it's it's there. Mm. Um, I'm like, I don't know anybody. I'm leaving. I'm taking my on my family, my wife. And all of us were moving to a land we don't know. Yeah. Man, if I might have got a little bit of Abraham feel going on right here, like, <laughs> man, go to a land that you don't know. What? All right. Right. Um, but 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 sure enough, man, God God ministered to my wife and I individually um that week after we said we were coming apart. Hmm. Um in particular, real quick, there was a guy that I met that came on the staff named Cole, who's um um, the assistant to uh, Kevin Colley, the lead pastor mm. at, at Redeemer. Yeah. Only met that, only had, our, our conversation was about 30 seconds long. 30 seconds long. Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm Cole. Hey, I'm Miguel. Nice to meet you. Oh, Miguel's going to Denver, by the way. Oh, cool. Awesome. Boom. End of discussion. That's how our conversation met. Yeah, yeah. Man, he comes up to me, that staff, that staff, uh, that Tuesday, and go, hey, man, I just, can I get 30 seconds of your time? I was like, sure. What's up? He goes, man, I, I don't know, but this is what the Lord told me to tell you. Hey man, you're doubt you're you're struggling with all kind of insecurities, doubt. I mean, literally, things that I am telling myself, that I'm talking, that I'm as I'm in the car struggling with my mm. thoughts. I mean, he's verbatim saying it, and 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 it's blowing my mind. Wow! But he comes and he goes, man. I don't remember the word passage is, but he gives me a scripture verse, and he's like, man, hey man, the Lord's going to use you. Trust in Him. He's called you. Quit. I mean, ministered to my soul, man. Wow! I left crying, man, in tears wow. because the Lord. That was a confirmation. The Lord's like, hey, I got you. Yeah. Um, same thing, similar thing happened to my wife, hmm. someone at her job who was a believer, um, and ministered to her and kind of did the same thing. And so, man, the Lord was kind of giving us confirmations hmm. like, Hey, this is where you need to go. Hmm. This is where I want you to go. Yes, it's hard. Yes. You don't know anybody, but this is where you need to go next. Wow. And so, um, we we're like, okay, we'll stay obedient, <laughs> um, and do that. And so here we are out here and, um, 
It was in in my whole time is there's is excitement building up to it. There's nervousness. There's the sadness of leaving our comfort, leaving our home. You're talking. It's one thing to leave family, but me and my my wife and I have not lived outside of Kansas City. Right. We are born and raised in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, our roots are deep there. Yeah. Deep there. I mean, we met in church. We served at Matt. Every church we've been at, we served together mm. in different capacities um, and even alongside one another. So it's not just family. You're talking about leaving church family. Yeah. You're talking about great friendships, relationships mm. that we developed. I mean, your livelihood, like your local mechanic, where to go to. I mean, your, your barber shop, yeah. your beautician shop. I yeah. mean, everything, your doctors, your, for, you got kids, your pediatrician, like mm -hmm. all of this, yeah. all of our livelihoods, what we know is there. And so um, even with all of that, we're like, okay, we agree that this is where we should go. And so um, we, we, we leave and we continue to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And again, it was one of those things that my wife always has this saying. She goes, hey, my biggest thing is that I want to make sure we're in God's will. I want to do what the Lord wants us to do, yeah. um, even if that means leave, even if that means leave Kansas City, because there's one thing that we were learned before. is like you can stay and be to what you're confident in, no, mm. but if you're outside of God's will, you will be miserable. Mm. You yes. will struggle. Yeah. It will be hard. Right. Um. It's still hard being a Christian, follow God's will, period, but it's different. Yeah. It's a different struggle, a different miserable that comes with it right. when you're not obedient to what he calls you to mm -hmm. do, especially when he makes things pretty clear about mm -hmm. that, too. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, we're out here. Uh, we got loved really well, sent off really well by Redeemer, our folks back in KC. And then uh, Park has loved us so well. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Showed up and showed out, man. Mm -hmm. Loving us, feeling loved by by park um overwhelmed in a great way um we've never experienced this kind of move before so it's overwhelmed in the sense of experiencing good love and and the care that people are having for my my family and i and so we're so we're grateful for that we've literally been able to experience god's grace and experience him tangibly through people um here at park uh, which has been amazing and so um I will say, hey, one of the things that I'm just excited to to we're just excited to do God's to do God's work. Mm. I mean, to be able to help serve the local church, to be able to help advance the kingdom and the ministry here at Park. Mm. Um, and that's what my wife and I are, are about. Like that shit. Like I said, ministry is we've met through through the church. So ministry is literally the the center of our marriage. Like yeah. it is. It's like all we know with each other is ministry. So mm -hmm. we, our story is not a, she, I had to come to Christ later. She had to come to Christ later mm -hmm. or whatnot. Um, we met doing, doing ministry together. Yeah. Um, and here we are still doing it mm -hmm. now. And mm -hmm. so, um, I just, again, I just want to come out and be able to just share just our gifts, yeah. our experiences with park, um, in the sense of, of not just the spiritual gifts, but even just like culturally, man. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife and I, uh, we're, we are, my, we are black. We are African Americans, but not only ethnically, but also culturally too. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that there is beauty to be able to experience, to experience different culture and people who don't look like you mm. or experience the same upbringing at you to be, to be able to experience that 
is an extension of experiencing God himself. Yeah, man. Um, and so um, we want to be able to experience that on both ends, right? Mm. It's not just us giving, but also receiving um, to be able to do ministry um, for the sake of God, for the sake of his kingdom and uh, to, to partner alongside of park and come along for this next season to do that. Yeah. And so, um, and I, and I think being over groups and overseeing groups is, is one of the ways that um, excites me because to be able to help live in community, my mm. wife is all about it, mm. all about it, man, man, my wife is a rock star. If you ever get a chance to meet her, she is dynamite. That is true. Um, real talk. That's not just me uh, just trying to earn brownie points. Um, like, like that's legit. My wife is all, uh, I love that woman to death. And um, she's all about living in community. She's all about trying to be authentic, man. Yeah. Um, because we've experienced hurt past relationships before. And, but we also experience great fruitful relationships yeah. living in community with That's people. Right. And so we know the benefits. We, we know what it can bring mm -hmm. and what it looks like when you are authentic and trying to live in community with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, not perfect, yeah. but, uh, being able to do it in an authentic way. Yeah. And so, yeah, man. Right on. Yeah. We, we're, Obviously, so uh, grateful that y'all mm -hmm. y'all you know accepted God's call mm -hmm. to come out here. I know mm -hmm. there was a ton of sacrifice, mm -hmm. and and we're pumped for the uh, addition that you'll be on the team. Mm -hmm. You're you're taking the next couple of months just kind of get to know people yeah. around the church, get to know group leaders. Yeah. We're gonna have you preaching a couple times, mm -hmm. um, but you'll also, like you said, be helping us drive forward some diversity initiatives. Mm -hmm. uh, Park has has had a history of some. Uh, cultural uh, uh, sameness, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think we're when we when we look at the word and we see that every tongue and tribe and nation will be represented yeah. mm -hmm. in heaven. Uh, the the question for us is what next step can we take to sure. to more better represent yeah. God's coming kingdom? And so I know that you have some passion for that, and you're going to be helping us along with with that. And uh, yeah, we're just going to be more pumped to have you and Sierra here and the kids and. I know for you and I personally, we have the NFL draft to look forward to Come tomorrow on, night. Yeah, let's go. Yes, wings and, and beer and uh, like it, pizza and Kyler Murray, uh, right, to, to, to bring it full, yeah, <laughs> full circle here. Yeah, man, <laughs> which I actually heard he, the Cardinals might not take him. I know, but can you believe anything that you hear days before uh, the draft? Of course not. People that's are probably, talking. Yeah, that's but, just but to who knows? keep somebody on edge from making a, making a, <laughs> making a trade or two. That's all that is. <laughs> Um, for sure, man. I'd, so I guess what I'd say, unless you have anything else that you want to share, uh, if you do go for it, if not, I'll wrap us. Yeah, man. I will say this. Uh, one thing that really drew me to Park was yeah. the, um, if I'm going to say, the authenticity mm. that I've experienced, not just with the lead pastor and the staff, but also now with the people. Yeah. Um, here's what I mean by that. Um, as you mentioned about trying to um, really uh, try to experience here on earth, every tribe, nation, and tongue, yeah. right? I appreciated that as my whole time throughout the interview with Park, it wasn't diversity and trying to ex uh, uh, to experience diversity in in a sense from a cultural standpoint. Yeah, yeah. It di it did not take press. It wasn't the number one priority. Mm. And what I mean by that did not come at the expense of the gospel 
of of being a Christocentric church. Yeah, yeah. Um, because when diversity becomes the number one priority, yeah. then that really becomes idolatry. Yeah. Um, because it's mm. taking the place mm. of Christ itself. And as I was interviewing and talking to Pastor Gary and and you all, the leadership team and yeah. people, yeah. it was the 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 common theme I was hearing was. Because we are a Christocentric church and because we believe the Bible, we ought to pursue those things. Yes. So the, uh, this is a byproduct of the gospel yes. Yes. and of our transfer, transformation. And so, man, that yeah. um, really drew me to Park because um, it wasn't trying uh, – it, it wasn't – Shown that hey we have it all together. Mm. It wasn't trying to say that man we, we're we're beautiful at this. Um, it was some being vulnerable and say hey man we don't know how to do this well. We're trying to do this well. That's why we're trying to pursue this. Um, and I really and Pastor Gary and I had some really um, candid conversations yeah. early on. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had to. Yeah. If I'm going to bring my family all the way across country to another church, man, we got I got to know what we're getting involved in, what we're what we're um what we're what we're coming to yeah and so um I, I'm really grateful that we had candid honest conversation mm. and it wasn't like um these these roses like hey man we got it all together <laughs> um and I'm grateful because I didn't because I, I told him I don't have it all together right um right neither and yeah. so um that's what really drew me one of the things that really drew me to Park is being yeah. to be having candid yeah. um very authentic conversations mm. about where the church is where Park is trying to go even where church where park has been in the past mm -hmm. um and all of that so yeah. um i'm grateful for it and i and i'm mm -hmm. glad to be here my wife and i are for sure man life life is too short and, and god's grace is too great to mm -hmm. pretend like you have it all together facts <laughs> you know what i'm right. saying and That's so something something we say i think every week in our introductions class i know i say it every time i lead it is we are not a perfect church mm -hmm. and those don't exist yeah and so if you're looking for one, you're going to be looking for a long time. You ain't lying. But, man, we love God's grace, and we see areas where we can improve. And what we're asking people to do is come around, come alongside us and, and help us mm -hmm. do that. Amen. You know, so right. and we have the, the rest of our lives to hopefully make a couple more steps down that road, Yeah, you know, towards sanctification and towards looking more like Jesus. And so, yeah, man, thank you for, for linking arms with us and, and yeah. joining us in that journey. And we're, we're thrilled. Thank you for the time today, too. Yeah, most definitely, um, man. I'll, I'll close this with this. Uh, thank you for listening. And, and again, I'll just say, if you have questions for me or Miguel, you can email either of us. Uh, I'm james at parkchurchdenver.org. He is Miguel, M-I-G-U-E-L, mm -hmm. at parkchurchdenver.org. And uh, we'd love to hear from from either uh, from any of y'all on uh, on anything that we've talked about today. So if anything struck a chord or if you want us to... Uh, explain things more or, or chase something else down let us know uh, i will probably be back next month with uh with a new with another new hire who we haven't announced yet but that that info is coming soon uh, as y'all know christiane holtz is uh taking off moving to scotland in june and so um, we've hired her replacement and uh, we're really excited about who we brought on so more information coming on that um, but yeah thank you as always for listening to the park church podcast thank you again miguel for your time and uh yeah we'll be in touch with y'all soon take care all right